Hey, beloved, I am so happy you found this community, and I want you to know you belong here. Welcome to the Own Your Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Rich. I'm an international intuitive soul reader, psychic medium, herbalist, energy medicine practitioner, and educator. I work with people all over the world with my online events, courses, retreats, and my bespoke one-on-one intuitive readings and mentorships. I want to empower you and educate you to trust yourself and own your intuition so you can truly step into your power and really own your gifts as a self-healer. You can schedule your next session with me or register for an upcoming event, course, or retreat at my website, kellyrichintuitive.com. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at kellyrichintuitive. Hi, welcome. How are you feeling today? A few months ago, I think, something like that, maybe one to three months ago, I honestly can't even remember, I deleted a podcast episode, maybe you noticed, maybe you didn't, on cancel culture. And I felt like I didn't get to share all that I wanted to share. And when I was recording that episode, I realized after publishing it that I did stop myself many times. And I don't regret taking it down. I don't regret publishing it when I did. I really don't have any regrets What I feel with that episode is that I do want this topic to live somewhere on the Own Your Intuition episode feed, right? So this is a follow-up to the episode. If you didn't get to listen to it, no worries. If you did, great. But what I find is I work with a lot of women, a lot of people who identify as a woman, And many of these women are so afraid to step out and speak out and share their truth and fight for what matters and protect what matters to them and really just share their gifts with the world, their opinions with the world. And the fear of being canceled stops them. I am noticing a trend happening, particularly with my clients and probably within the Own Your Intuition podcast community as well, because there's a lot of overlap. A lot of you that listen to this podcast come to see me for sessions. And I want to share a couple of things that have been on my heart lately. And in no way is this episode exhaustive. And I feel as though if I had put that disclaimer in the last episode of cancel culture, perhaps I would have felt differently about keeping it up. But how I saw that episode being received was that it was an exhaustive list of how I felt. In no way is this an exhaustive list. This is a pinpoint. This is like a little teeny dot of a whole stratosphere of my feelings, thoughts, and emotions around cancel culture. And I really just want to tell you, first of all, don't let the fear of being wrong stop you from learning. You know, we are always learning. And I have a strong belief that this planet, the earth, is a school, an earth school for us to learn and to grow and to rise closer to the vibration of love over and over and over again. And 
there is this argument that cancel culture can be really powerful in the sense that it can bring light to a lot of the darkness within institutions and people, businesses, and so on. And I totally agree with that. You know, those people or institutions and so on that are causing severe harm, of course, bringing light to what's really going on and the truth of who people are and and what businesses are standing for is so important. I even have goosebumps saying this. So I just want to be clear that's, that's not what I'm saying when I say, you know, don't let the fear of being wrong stop you from learning. You've got to have some integrity. You've got to have your own truth, the truth of your heart, you know, that that's really lit up as we move forward in this conversation. And I just want to say that I'm not, I'm not referring to, you know, quote unquote, using other people's language of the bad guys when I'm speaking of grace with learning. You know, what I have felt through the collective air is that if someone doesn't repost a mainstream media tragic event, and honestly, they're happening likely every second of every day um, in their stories, or if they don't immediately talk about it somewhere online, then they are somehow a terrible person that agrees with the tragedy or those causing harm. When in reality, maybe that person is offline, having conversations, donating money without needing to tell you about it, helping in other ways, inviting others to join them. The list goes on and on. And perhaps they are trying to process the experience themselves before they blindly share and repost something you want them to online. Whew. Truth. Great example of something like this is Memorial Day was the other day. And for me, what I felt called to do on how to honor others this Memorial Day was to hug my uncle extra, extra long in person, someone who served this country for many years and thank him and say prayers for those I knew and those that I don't know that died for our country you know, that felt more in alignment for me than needing to write about it or repost something on Facebook or Instagram. And that doesn't mean that I don't repost or that I don't write things about holidays or tragedies or things going on in the world. It's that I listen to the callings of my heart and I tune into my own energy and where my energy needs to go. And sometimes it's offline. I feel that the pain we experience is... And we all do. We all experience pain. It's easy to bypass the pain when we point fingers at those that aren't showing up in the ways we want them to. I understand that there are probably going to be a lot of people even triggered by that statement. And if you are triggered by that, perhaps there is something for you to unpack there. Speaking from experience, it's easy for me to blame others. It's easy for me to blame institutions for all the things that, you know, they're doing wrong than to look myself in the mirror, like really look myself in the mirror and get real with myself on all the things I'm not willing to look at personally or individually or collectively. The the things that keep me from living in alignment or even the things I say that don't match with the things I do or vice versa, those are are what can kind of become hidden every time I point my finger at someone else. 
you know, one of my teachers, Kobe, talks about this, and I've carried her wisdom with me for many years. And I feel like the more time that goes by, the more I'm unpacking this truth. And it does feel like a truth for me that the more I point my fingers outward and blame others for the state of the world or my own circumstances, the less I really am tuned into accountability for myself, the less that I might be willing in that moment or many moments to look at my own darkness and my own shadows and where I could be showing up that's in more of alignment with myself rather than being stuck in fight or flight mode or fear mode and and worrying about what other people think of me and how I am navigating these interesting times. It's easy for me to blame others. It's easy. It's easy to tell people what they should or should not be doing. It's more difficult for me, and maybe for you too, to strip down illusions and really see where, you know, we're holding up some fantasies about ourselves or others. Are you perfect in everything you say? Are you perfect in everything you do or think? I would say that's pretty rare. And that if we are on this earth plane school, then what is perfection? You know, if we're here to learn, then what does perfection mean? Especially if it's even attainable. I know I'm not perfect. And I also know I'm not perfect when it comes to blaming others. I still find myself blaming others for current circumstances, especially on a global level especially on a global level. You know, there's a saying that keeps following me lately. And if you're in my Own Your Intuition Group mentorship that's happening right now, you've heard me talk about this. And it's this concept that whatever you see within me is within you. Whatever you see in me is within you. Whatever you see in me is within you. This has been on repeat for me. And I feel like that one statement, you could take that and sit with it for the rest of your life and there will be more that is revealed to you. It's such a powerful practice that I know only the brave will take hold of. Having accountability for your actions and the canvas of your life is such a powerful way to live. It's really hard to be a victim when you're accountable. You know, doing work for an organization you love or believe in, volunteering, donating money, marching in the streets, yes, sharing on social media, all those things are so powerful. And there are other ways to support collectively as well. But what if we did what we were called to do without needing to shame someone into following us? What if we allowed others the same grace and love we wish for in the world? You know, people are going to wake up on their own account. If there's anything I've ever learned, people, in order to heal, people need to be available for healing on some level of their consciousness. And they are going to wake up on their own account. We cannot do work for others, no matter how much we try. 
And if we do try to do the work of others or to make them follow us, what does that do collectively? Isn't that the similar similar energy or essence of a lot of the a lot of the stuff we're working on dismantling collectively? You know, can also contribute to feelings of depletion and exhaustion when we start to try to fix others. You know, shaming someone into into changing is just going to perpetuate that same energy that many people are trying to cleanse from the earth. It's just replacing one thing with another. Shaming someone into being who you want them to be is the same or similar toxicity that likely brought them to where they are today. What if we all led by examples? What if we all led by examples? What if the world leaders were really, truly dedicated to truth, to integrity? They were dedicated to inspiring generations that are here now and those to come. What would the world be like? What if we could trust the callings that that others have on how best to move through collective and individual tragedies? What if we really walked our talk and gave others the grace to do the same? What would the world be like if we invited just a little bit more grace? What if we allowed multiple truths to coexist at the same damn time? My truth is never going to be your truth 100%. It's just fact. There might be some overlap, but multiple truths, I feel this in my bones, multiple truths can exist at the same time. You're never going to know everything. And I know for me, speaking personally, the more I learn about something, the more I realize how blind I was in the past on a certain topic. But yet there's always more to learn. So that's where I see the potency and the magic and the medicine of grace. No matter... How much you know about something or someone, there's always more to learn. There's always more to uncover because everything and every, everything is continuously changing. What if we realize that our truth is just different from others in some way? What if we really all work toward equal rights for all in our own unique ways? Because all of our callings are valid, important, and necessary. We need people in the streets. We need people having a voice online. We need people giving hugs on the streets to those who need them the most. Volunteering, distributing resources, and so on. You can't do all of it at the same time. You can try, but is it sustainable? What if we really stopped the shame? If we replaced it with love and understanding and can control and and focus on controlling what we can control? What if we gave ourselves and others permission to make mistakes and also to learn from them? 
What would the world be like? What would cancel culture look like? What if, what if, what if, what if? These are just some things that I think about and I'm just sharing them with you. I'm not asking you to adopt my truth, nor is this 100% everything I have to share in this topic. This is a taste. Many months ago, I think back in January, I shared something online on Instagram where I think I wrote about my experience with the mainstream media growing up as a child, and I was really surprised by the range of responses that I got. Lots of people telling me they were going to unfollow me and that I was a terrible person and that I need to heal from my own trauma and that it has nothing to do with everyone else and shaming me into taking it down. And then there were others that were sending me so much love and gratitude for sharing my experience. I mean, polar opposite. And it really just showed me how perception changes and people only see what they want to see, what they want to hear. It's kind of like when you turn on your favorite song and you've got 10 people in the room and you've got six people who say, that is the worst song I've ever heard or I don't like that song at all. And then you've got the other four people who are like, wow, what what is this? What song is this? This is cool. I'd like to listen to this again. Who's wrong? And who's right? Is there even an answer? So what I shared on social media back in January of 2021 was not exactly what I'm sharing with you now. This feels more of like a follow-up a little bit especially in the sense of like what I choose and what we all get to choose, what we share online, is I grew up, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, there's an episode where I share part of my story with the death and the murder of my father and the tragedy of it. And what I learned from that at an early age is that the mainstream media lies. The mainstream media lies. The mainstream media will tell you what they want to tell you. End of story. And this has nothing to do with COVID. I'm not talking about COVID at all. That is a whole other topic, a whole other episode. But often people immediately jump to, I'm talking about COVID. I'm not. I'm actually just telling you, like I've already said, about my own experience as a child and watching how the media will shift and change words and understandings and truths to meet a certain narrative. And why I shared that was because there were people who, not to me personally at all, I didn't receive this once, it was more of me being an observer of others really shaming people into not talking about certain tragedies online that, or, or in the world that were going on on their accounts. And to me, you know, I took that as like, whoa, are we really shaming others into sharing mainstream tragedies? Is that really, is that really where we want to go? Because a lot of what you see isn't the truth. And of course, there are so many wonderful journalists and writers and reporters that are so committed to the truth and we need them. And if you are one of them, I just want to say, I'm so thankful for the work that you do. 
However, there are a lot of people who don't sit in that same integrity, that there is an agenda being met. And we do need people talking about what's really going on in the world. We do need to see the shadows and the darkness in the world. We do. We do need to bring light to it. I believe that in my heart. But not everyone is going to align with resharing and reposting things from the mainstream media. You know, there are some things I see in the mainstream media and I filter it through my own internal knowing system first. Does this feel real and true for me? If not, great, I move on. If it does, great. I read it. I sit with it. Maybe I share it. But just because someone shares or doesn't share something doesn't mean they're for or against something either. It's not that black and white. So if you're confused by (laughs) this last piece that I just shared with you, it's all good. You know, take what you need and leave the rest. But maybe you even remember what I shared. Maybe you've heard the other podcast episode and maybe it makes a little bit more sense to you, but you don't need to know. You don't. It's okay. It's all good. So that's it. That's what I wanted to share with you this week. Just stuff that's been on my heart for a little while now. And I felt the calling to just kind of free dive into this conversation with you and just share again freely from my heart. And you don't need to take this as your truth. You can take what works and leave what doesn't. But I just ask that maybe you respect me showing up real vulnerable right now because I myself too feel resistance when it comes to those that want to cancel others for mistakes. I've made a fuck ton of mistakes in my life. Like I I could sit here and wallow in all the mistakes I've made and the people that I've hurt and the things that I've said and the things I didn't do and the things that I did do and the self-destructive. I mean, come on. I could make a whole podcast, not even an episode. I could make a whole show about it, but that's not how I choose to live my life. And if I did choose to sit in all those things I wish I could take back or change, what life am I living? What life am I living? And what life am I living if I'm constantly worried about how someone's going to view me from 10 years ago? or 15, or 12, or 5, or yesterday when I said that thing I wish I didn't say. Whatever it is, you know, what world are we creating where we don't have grace? I'm sending you bounties of joy, of love, of hugs, (laughs) of compassion and understanding, of forgiveness. Forgiveness work has been a real powerful and pivotal practice and understanding for myself. Maybe there's some forgiveness work you're feeling called to do. You know, when we forgive, it's, it's less about maybe what others have done to us, more about ourselves. Usually, not always, but usually. And just before I end, I'm going to leave you with one question. What is one thing you need to forgive yourself for right now? It's the first thing that pops in. Don't make it complicated. Then you could maybe write down whatever you're forgiving yourself from. And then burn that paper. And trust that your forgiveness is sealed within the matrix of your heart. You can rinse and repeat as needed. You can 
do this practice with others, for others. And forgiveness for others doesn't mean that you have to welcome them back into your life. It could, it could mean that, but it doesn't have to. You know, forgiveness isn't enabling either. Those aren't the same things. But forgiveness for yourself is real powerful. Real powerful. All right, beloved. Thank you for being here with your beautiful open heart for listening. And take care. I'll talk to you next week. What an honor to have you a part of this growing global community. Thank you for your loving presence. You can schedule your next one-on-one intuitive reading or mentorship with me or register for an upcoming event, training, or retreat at my website, kellyrichintuitive.com. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at kellyrichintuitive and both of those links are right in the episode notes. I can't wait to meet you. If you got something from today's show, please support the Own Your Intuition podcast by hitting the subscribe button and write a five-star review. You can also share with your loved ones. Next week, I'll be back with a fresh new episode.